The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollier. I am so glad you are here, and I am so excited about this episode. Really, there's two reasons. First of all, I have an amazing guest who I'm going to introduce you to in just a second. And second of all, the topic for today's 15 minutes of Feng Shui happens to be around what you asked for. I actually put up a poll on Instagram and there was a tie between two topics. A lot of you wanted to hear about bathroom feng shui and how to avoid energy and money leaks in the bathroom. I mean, we all have them, right? We all have bathrooms and there's potential for energy to be drained from them as well as money and no one wants that. So that was one of the top categories that you voted on. However, the winner for today happens to be how to feel better in your body with feng shui. And I think more than anything, you're probably just really curious about this topic. Like, wait, you're telling me feng shui can help me feel my best, look my best. Let me understand this, right? So I'm going to help you understand that. I'm going to demystify that concept for you today so you can really know how you can feel good in your body through feng shui. If you are interested in learning how to avoid energy and money leaks, and you don't want to wait until I give you a preview next week of how that looks, you can actually go to my transformation series and you can get the bathroom module a la carte click on the link in my bio, click on the link in the show notes, and you can literally just get that particular program, that module a la carte from the transformation series and get started right away because I totally get it. I actually taught my private group members this year how to do an energetic sealing of the toilets so that the money and energy doesn't go down the drain. They are loving that piece of information. It's something I do in my one-on-one consultations it's a game changer. So if you are interested in that topic, go to my transformation series, or you're just going to have to wait till next week, because I am going to cover a little bit of that in another episode. Before I go into a little bit of feng shui, let me just tell you about my guest this week. Her name is Morgan Raphael, and I am so excited that she is on the show. It was divine intervention. So here's how it all came about. I've been following Morgan Raphael for a while because her handle on Instagram is actually called Bun Undone. It's her business. She moved to Chicago about seven years ago, and she eventually became a Chicago-based 
influencer. If you go check her out, you're going to see that she's up to some really amazing and inspirational things, helping young women with their self-confidence, their self-care regimens. And here's why she's on my show. She was also a contestant on the new show, Cosmic Love, which is a show that's on Amazon Prime Video. My friends, the Astro Twins, are also part of the show. And it's the first ever dating show in the United States where the contestants are matched based on their astrology chart. Morgan explains how she was picked for the show. And then she really talks about what it was like to date someone on the show who was technically a perfect match for her based on their astrology charts. Now, I'm not just talking, they looked at the fact that she was a Virgo and he was a different sign. I mean, they looked at moon signs. They looked at their rising signs all the components, right? Like it goes deep into how the astro twins, the astrologers of L who, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I have worked with them myself. It's fascinating on how the contestants were matched. And also what I think is really interesting about the conversation with Morgan is it helps you to kind of think like, what would it be like if I was on a first date and I asked the guy, so what's your birth date and time? And you knew everything about their chart and you could tell right off the bat if you were a good match on paper or not. And it's interesting to hear her perspective on if it makes a difference in her dating life moving forward. Um, I revealed to her that when I started dating my husband, Andy, um, I didn't know much about him except for that he was a Virgo and I was a Libra. I had no idea that there was so much more to astrology. So, I mean, it was just interesting for me to be talking to someone about this because I was like, so in hindsight, should I have known all this other stuff? Or do you think it's all, you know, just nice to know it's not a need to know. Okay. So before we get into the interview with Morgan, let's get into a little bit of feng shui and I am responding to your question. You want to know how can I feel better in my body with feng shui? I'm going to tell you right now, I personally have experienced major transformation in the year 2022. And even when it comes to my own body, um, I've lost approximately 20 pounds since the summer and we're now in the fall. And it was absolutely one of the most I don't even know how to say it. I felt like an energetic weight was lifted off of me. Like, I don't necessarily think people look at me and think I look that much different. Um, I just know that I feel so much different and I'm not here to share how I did it. I'm not affiliated with any programs, so I'm not going to sit here and say, this is what you need to do. That's not what this is about. What this is about is that everything that has manifested for me in 2022, all the gifts, the blessings, and the dreams that have come true for me, I can look back and trace everything back to specific feng shui adjustments and intentions that I had set in 2022. And so I actually have um, a manifesting with feng shui masterclass coming up on 1111. And I'm going to share at, at my masterclass, 
the exact feng shui adjustment that I accredit to my successful weight loss journey and my energetic like healing, right? Because like I said, I feel so much energetically lighter too. It's not just the weight that fell off. It is so much more than that. So I'm going to share exactly what I did in my manifesting with feng shui masterclass. So get in there. If you are not already on the, you know, if you didn't already sign up for it, um, it's super low ticket. It's in the show notes. It's in the, my bio, go to christinahollinger.com, whatever you need to do to get there. And then you'll have lifetime access to the replay. So even though it doesn't happen until 11, 11, you can either join live and watch the replay again and, and again and again, or if you can't make it live, you can just watch it, um, anytime. And so I will reveal the exact adjustment that I accredit to my weight loss journey my personal growth and healing. Um, and I'm also going to give you some insight as well today on the podcast that you can apply today, but I just wanted you to know that there's a little bit more to it that I'm, you know, sharing at that masterclass. Let's get into a little bit of feng shui, how to feel better in your body with feng shui. Okay. So I'm going to get into three specific tips about how to feel better in your body with feng shui. And the first the first point I want to share with you about feeling better in your body is that remember the concept, everything is energy. So in feng shui, when we notice that there is a room with a lot of clutter, or perhaps there's a pattern where a specific corner of a room tends to have a lot of clutter, it's, it's evidence that there's something internally going on, right? There's something that's blocking you energetically and it's manifesting into this clutter. And it's the same thing with body weight. And let me preface by saying, I am not, um, you know, a medical doctor. So I'm, I would never say do feng shui instead of seeing, seeking medical assistance for, you know, uh, obtaining your healthy weight. If, if you are obese, which by the way, I was obese, <laughs> I was obese uh, according to the BMI chart, um, in August, of 2022, which is like, it's, it's so fascinating to me. It's like, um, anyway, it, it just, we can sometimes carry so much in our bodies and it can manifest as pain and muscle soreness, or, you know, even neck soreness, it can manifest as, you know, weight gain in different ways. Um, and clutter is an example of that physical manifestation of how the exterior world is telling a story about what's really going on in the interior world. And I used to be a huge fan of Doreen Virtue when she used to teach about angels. And she used to say that empaths people who are really sensitive to energy can sometimes be intent or earth angels tend to be overweight because it's a way that uh, in our physical human body, we protect ourselves. When we feel so much of other people's emotions and we don't know how to protect our own self, our personal bubble, that's when we take on other people. We absorb their pain. We absorb their fears. When we absorb that energy, we then, you know, 
we wear our, we all wear our pain differently. That's what Oprah would always say. I love when Oprah said that she said, we all wear our pain differently. And sometimes it manifests as a lot of clutter or hoarding. Um, sometimes it manifests as addictions and sometimes it even manifests as, um, carrying extra body weight around. So it, it's so interconnected. Um, so what I wanted to just share with you is how, you know, my teacher, Lori Polly would always say exterior movement creates interior shift. So when I talked to you during the manifesting with feng shui masterclass, so many of you said, I want to know how to feel better in my body. And I just want to preface that everything is connected. And when you tend to the clutter in your home, that exterior movement will create interior shifts and it will help you unlock some of those blocks, those things that are keeping you from feeling healthier and better in your body, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And that's just one way that we can uh, remove those energetic blocks and those weights that are holding us down. Decluttering is one way. So to build on the, the concept of declutter, that's the mundane physical thing that you can do, but you can also do transcendental energetic clearings, which means space clearing, you know, burn some sage, Palo Santo, dried rose petals, dried rosemary. Whenever you're doing any type of space clearing and you're clearing the energy of your home and your environment, that is going to help you to also feel energetically lighter And it can transcend into literally physical lightness. Okay, let's move into the second tip, how to feel better in your body. There's something called the mystical body in feng shui. What this is actually meaning is that different areas of the Bagua map, in other words, different areas of your home correlate to different body parts. Isn't this fascinating? So you really can feel better in your body through feng shui and you can target specific areas of your body to feel better. So I'm just going to give you a few examples, but there's nine areas of life and every single area is connected to a specific body part or organ. So I found this really interesting. Um, The career area is representative of your bladder, your kidneys, and your ears. Um, A few years ago, when I was an assistant principal, I was very stressed out. I worked long hours. I was up very early. And then I would come home and go straight into being a mom. And I was, again, very stressed out because it was a new role for me. I was trying so hard to prove myself and to give 110% at my job. And of course, I would come home to my young children at the time. I think Henry was only one and Abby was only five. They were so young and I was so tired and I tried to give them all of me, 110% to them. And the stress really wore on me to the point where I was having ear issues. And this was so interesting because the ears are connected to your career. So it was kind of like this aha moment, like, is my career out of balance, which is why my ears 
are literally, I was literally clogged up. Um, I don't know if my sister Trisha is listening to this, but when her and my brother-in-law Nick got engaged, I remember going to their engagement party in the city. And I was like, I can't hear you guys. Like I had it literally, my ear was so clogged. It was so weird. I had never had that problem before. So the, the cure for this actually is to take two small feng shui crystals and place them in the career area and then say a prayer or blessing to seal your intention. I actually ended up, I mean, here's, here's the thing about feng shui. You always want to also rely on medical physicians for support, but it just hadn't occurred to me like, Hey, maybe I should go to the doctor for this. So it was like within a week of doing that, I had this realization like, yeah, Christina, you need to go get this checked out. And I did, and everything was solved and it was a beautiful, beautiful solution, but it's just like, it's, it's really interesting how, how feng shui kind of just sometimes opens you up to creative solutions or maybe maybe obvious solutions that I just was so stressed out at that time in my life that I just didn't see it, see what I needed to do. I didn't see it clearly, but once I did that adjustment, I understood, oh, I need to get my ears checked out. But really also what I want to share with you is career life purpose area, which is in the front center of your home. It doesn't just represent your day job. It does represent if you want to be a parent or if you are a parent, because that's part of your life purpose right? So just making sure that those are all in check and that's all in balance. Um, another one I wanted to share with you is the relationship area of your home. So the far back right area of your home is connected to the abdomen. And what I thought was really interesting is I have a personal story with this one. Um, I was working with a couple. We were, I was doing a one-on-one consultation with a couple And they were trying to conceive after a long, difficult road of, you know, infertility, they were really looking out of desperation for anything that would help them to achieve their dream of being parents. So they called me in and this is not the first time this has happened. I've actually helped a lot of clients with this exact scenario, but this particular couple called me into their home. And what I noticed is that they were missing the relationship area and the relationship area represents the female energy of the home as well. So it represents the female and the abdomen. So of course we did an adjustment to cure that missing piece area. And within a year, she was able to have a baby and it was such a celebration. But again, that's relationship area is connected to the abdomen. Um, and you know, that whole, that whole area, which is necessary, the womb is necessary for conceiving. So that was an interesting connection that I thought, Hey, I should share this with you just in case you're interested, or if you are feeling, um, similar, similarly to how those clients were feeling. All right. So the third one I wanted to share about, you know, this is all about how to feel better in your body. So that could be interpreted so many different ways. So at first I thought, oh, weight loss. And I know I personally have a weight loss journey that I have been on and I credit my success to feng shui, but there's so many other reasons why you might not feel comfortable in your body. So the third piece I'll point out is the helpful people travel area. 
that's in the front right area of your home upon entering, that's connected to your head. So if you're having migraines or if you're having brain fog and you're not thinking clearly, you could do adjustments in the helpful people travel area to help you with any issues that you're having with your head. So super fascinating, right? So if you're curious to know more about this, let me know, um, leave something, leave a write a review on Apple podcasts, or you can DM me or just write something on my Instagram and we can talk more about this. But, um, th- like I said, there's nine areas of life and each area connects to different body parts. So fascinating. And this is just one aspect of feng shui that could help you feel better in your body. Um, And then the third point I wanted to make um, for a little bit of feng shui, how to feel better in your body is truly that everything is intention. And I just want to bring you back to the core of what feng shui really is all about and why it's so powerful. If you're listening right now and you are interested in feeling better in your body, And maybe you've been on yo-yo diets or you feel depleted because you've had success and then you, you find challenges again. I mean, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. I'm 38 years old. It's been a journey. It's been a journey in this body, this human form. It's not always comfortable, right? To be in this body. And yet don't we desire to feel good? So if you're just sitting here thinking, yeah, I do want to feel better. It just seems so hard, right? Well, the first step is setting your intention. The first step is claiming your desires. And once you do that, that is where the magic can happen. The universe, God, the angels, your guides, your guides of the highest truth and compassion cannot help you until you say you want it. And the first step is just saying, you know what? I do believe there's a better way. I do believe I could feel better. I could look better. I could have more confidence. Show me the way. And, you know, in my manifesting with feng shui masterclass, it's my intention to give you practical steps that you can take right away after the masterclass to really not only set your intention, but to know and trust that the answers are coming. The answers are coming. You know, one year from now is going to happen, whether you set your intention or not. So you might as well set that intention, make your wish and let's do this. And I'm here to be your guide. So I'm super glad you're here today. I love you guys. I'm so glad that you are enjoying a little bit of feng shui. I'm here for you and doing this for you. I'm hope I hope that you get something from these conversations and that if it, you know, I hope it inspires you and maybe you're even getting some tangible tangible steps that you can take, you know? Like today maybe you just focus on decluttering and setting your intention to clear blocks in your environment so that maybe something can feel lighter in your body, right? Like that's one little thing we can do today. Um, And you can also sign up for my manifesting with feng shui masterclass, make that investment in yourself and know that you're meant to hear this information. I designed this course just for you because you're meant to have access to this transformational wisdom. Okay. So Morgan Raphael 
She founded Bun Undone, and she was a contestant on Cosmic Love on Amazon Prime Video with the Astro Twins, who I have personally worked with, and I just love them. And so this was an awesome, soulful connection to a Chicago girl. I hope you absolutely love this interview and you enjoy this conversation. All right. Hey, Morgan. Thanks for being here today. How are you doing? I'm good. It's so nice to finally get to meet you and catch up and have our lives that have crossed paths many times actually meet in the middle on this podcast. So thank you so much for having me, Christina. I know we were talking before we started the recording and I really want my listeners to know what a divine connection this is. Morgan and I have been following each other on social media for a couple of years now. And right before I hit record, we were trying to trace back where we might've crossed paths and, and why we might know each other. But ultimately we're both from the Chicago area. And now Morgan, you don't know this probably about me, but like I lived in Chicago, the South loop area for the most part, of course, after college, I moved to the Wrigleyville area. Who doesn't love to do that I after college? <laughs> yes. It was in Lakeview, like right by Wrigley. 100%. Same here. We were on Addison and Lincoln in a house with like five girls. Um, and then I moved to the South Loop after that. And I was there until 2012. So it's been a while since I've been in the city, but I know you're currently in the city. You just moved to a new place Mm -hmm. and you've been in the scene for a while. So I kind of am curious to know about the evolution of your business, Bun Undone. And essentially you're an influencer in Chicago. So I would love to know how that works. So my kind of what became my full-time job is quote unquote, an influencer really happened sort of by accident. So I've always been someone that was super into health and wellness, but kind of fell off track. Like, you know, once I became an adult and I graduated and I moved to Chicago, I was really kind of struggling to find my footing of like who I am, what I'm passionate about, what my routine would look like. And I kind of just like found myself in a place that I wasn't as like happy and as confident. And I also moved here only knowing my ex-boyfriend at the time. And like my, the first roommate I met was like through a mutual connection. Like I really didn't know many people here. So I decided to join the online fitness community, Tone It Up, um, which is an online fitness and nutrition program. And that was a really great way to hold myself accountable to get back into a place that I felt really positive and just like healthy inside out and confident. So it was all virtual online with workouts, but there was a whole community inside of Chicago within that. So I was posting like my workouts daily. I was meal prepping. Um, And I created a separate Instagram account to hold myself accountable to do that. And gradually it became something that I just really enjoyed posting on. And it was so funny because when I first made it, I was like, oh, like, I don't want people like, you know, the frat boys from college to see this. This is embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. Like before and after pictures, like I felt so like uncomfortable at first. And the more time I spent scrolling this feed and following people that inspired me and connecting with like-minded people on the same journey, the more I realized I enjoyed it so much. So I really, I like have another Instagram still hardly use it. Honestly, I just use it to keep up with people in my personal life to make sure I see their posts since no one ever sees anyone's posts anymore, which is a whole separate hole we could go down. 
Um, but I decided to really like dive into posting on it more. And at the time I was working at an advertising agency and they offered this program called Leaps. And Leaps was all about taking a leap to expand your knowledge and try something new. And I originally was going to leap into learning graphic design so that I could launch a blog. And everyone was like, why don't you just launch the blog? You can always learn graphic design later. So literally at my cubicle before the desks became like one row, which was also pre-COVID, but you know, I feel like corporate structures about all these changes, but I was in my cubicle and the name Bun Undone just came to me. And the whole idea really came from this idea of, I was following so many people that inspired me, but it felt unattainable. It felt like, you know, they would show their pantries or the perfectly organized refrigerators. And it didn't feel like a 20 something who's navigating, learning who she is and figuring out what works for her could accomplish. Like it felt like, okay, so I need 20 different supplements in my pantry at all time. I need, you know, all these different adaptogens. I was like, I don't even know what an adaptogen is yet, but like, I want to try it and I want to share what it feels like to try it. So it was really all about sharing my journey as I was learning and creating a relatable um, and kind of perfectly imperfect undone space and being my true self and sharing what I'm going through or, you know, once I get through it, kind of what I've learned and trying to keep it as a positive space, but more than even just positive, a very real space and empower other women and individuals to do the same. And Tone It Up was a really good example of what building a community can look like online and how social media can be positive. So I connected with a lot, a lot of the other people within that community and I met up with them and I just saw how great it can feel to surround yourself with like-minded people that encourage you to grow. So that was always kind of my goal from that point forward. And I launched the blog with the name Bun Undone for When Life in Your Bun Gets Messy um, in April 2017. And it was really still mainly fitness and nutrition focused and health and wellness focused. But it I knew that the name and the concept could grow with me because I always want to create a space where people can show up and connect with me and just be their true selves and ask for advice or, you know, just feel like they can find comfort and feel like the sense of like safety in a place online that can oftentimes feel like comparison trap and self-doubt and all of these other feelings that can come up on social media. I really just wanted to create a positive space, but by promoting realness, not like false positivity. So um, it since has become a lot more self-care oriented and, you know, a lot about like healing from breakups and learning about who you are and just really like establishing understanding of like self-awareness and kind of just sharing all of these things that I like that help bring it into this like place of growth. So I since have added on self-care society, which is the fragment of my business that I lead a community of women, um, all about the different forms of self-care, how it doesn't have to cost a lot of time or money and just showcasing how all of these things really help you not only understand yourself, but understand yourself so that you can accept and love yourself more. So that was really the way that I created a community around all of these values and beliefs that I found when I first started on Instagram and wanted to then like create and cultivate on my own. So Fun Undone and Self-Care Society coexist. Self-Care Society has the journals and eBooks and programs that I sell as well as an online membership community. And I host a lot of events for that as well. So really just wanting to bring people together. I'm a big connector. Like I love like, like meeting you. Like I just really love meeting people in like-minded spaces and then connecting them to other people because I feel like there's never there's always such small world situations, but the more people you connect that are like you, the less alone you feel um, and the more positive kind of encouragement you have 
in your corner. So that's been my goal. And it's just kind of naturally evolved as I've changed and I want it to be something that grows with me and then grows with my community as well. Awesome. You said so much good stuff there. First of all, you just posted recently that you, or it's one of your safe posts. You turned 30 this year, correct? Yeah. I just turned 30 like three weeks ago. Okay. Well, happy belated birthday. That's right. Well, cause we're going to be talking a little bit, a little bit about astrology. So yes, you are a Virgo, which to me is just like, yes, the routines and being in like the fact that you were into fitness and you still are, and you're very active. You are that earth element, that earth energy, you love routines and things like that. So totally, I can see that. And then I'm also curious to know if you have like some Aquarius or something in your chart, since you love to like bring communities together and things like that. I'm not an astrologer, but I'm just curious. <laughs> my, I have Aquarius and like my Saturn's in Aquarius. So it's kind of random. Um, but it rules my, I think my third house of communication. So my, like my Saturn return was all in Aquarius. So like a lot of like, kind of like the shifts and stuff that I have now have been, Um, but I have a lot of, I have a a kind of like a, an eclectic chart. Like I have a lot of Scorpio. I have some Leo, some Libra, um, and Virgo, obviously. And then the outer planets are a little bit more random, but I think it's probably my Mars and Gemini, honestly, because that rules so much of like wellness and, um, like fitness and working out and how you go after what you want. And for me, that's always been about collective energy and community and like meeting and connecting people. So I think that, and that's my South node too in Gemini. So I think that mm. that's naturally, um, yeah, the, the Astro twins on the show, which I know we'll get to said that I was a socialite in my past life. And I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> I, could see I don't it. know where you got that from. <laughs> I don't know where like you find out what your past life is, but I'm like, I'll take it. That sounds it's cool. the South note. I love that. Cause what do, I don't know what house it's in, but I'm sure they were able to tell you all of that. And I just had Colin Bedell on this show. Who's the astrologer for cosmopolitan. He's a Gemini. I'm a Libra. So those are two air signs. And what he was telling me is that air signs are really highly communicative. <laughs> so we like to talk and, you know, you're able to really talk really like it's just, it's a good conversation. I can tell like listeners, I'm telling you, we got on this conversation and before I started recording her and I just hit it off right away. We were just chatting it up. So totally makes sense. What you said though, about starting bun undone in 2017 really hits me because that means you were probably only around 25 years old doing that. And I'm a little bit more curious to know about how you transitioned from that nine to five corporate job into being a full-time blogger, which I'm curious to know if you're still blogging and if that's still alive and well in the, in in the world of social media, Um, you know, like what was that pivotal moment for you that you realized like, okay, like I'm going to actually step out of this job and do this full-time. So it's funny. I wouldn't say that like I went about it the most like normal way. Like a lot of my friends that have done it really like gradually kind of worked up to it um, and then just like, like quit completely. But I actually quit like kind of gradually where I was doing some part-time work. Um, I've done digital marketing for my mom's boss um, that's based in New Jersey. I did digital marketing for a coffee company that was here. Like I kind of did part-time work supplementing the like to be able to do both essentially so that it was a gradual like parting of ways. Um, and it was more so just like the season of life that I was in and kind of how I felt like I was moving up in the company that I was at in a way that didn't feel like 
natural to me anymore that I was like, I want to like, and I felt like being a part of like smaller local businesses was giving me some more like kind of like consultant knowledge and kind of just this ability to like meet with entrepreneurs and, and network and like find local companies that like, if I wanted to create something like that locally, I would have that knowledge and that connection. And it just made more sense to be like on the, like that, like grassroots area. So that was kind of how I decided to do that. And that was like in 2019 or 2018, um, yeah, 2018. And then when COVID hit is when I went like actual full-time. So there was a couple of years that were more transitional and kind of like abnormal, like not abnormal, but just not like, wasn't like necessarily immediately one or the other. But I mean, I really did love my corporate job and I'm grateful for it because it gave me like such a basic understanding of so many marketing things, but also gave me so many of my friends here um, and was like the catapult to this existing because of that leaps program that I mentioned. So it's kind of funny how it all works out. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. It really does. I love it. Well, let's get into how I really realized that we had to talk, which is my friends, the Astro Twins, who I've collaborated with, we actually created a course called Feng Shui for Families. And it's a three-part course with a module that I share families how to create a home space that's going to bring harmony at home for everyone that's living there. And then Ofi has a module in there where she looks at the five elements in feng shui and helps you to identify which element you are because everyone is one of the five elements. Hmm. And she helps you understand the dynamics between who you live with. And then we round it out with feng shui for teachers, because I, I don't know if you know this, but I've been working in public education for 15 years. And I actually feng shui'd my classroom when I was a sixth grade teacher. And I wrote a book called Teaching from the Heart with Feng Shui, Inspired Living for Teachers, Parents, and Kids. So yeah, so I, it, it was just such an honor to work with Ofi in that way, because she really saw the value in that work. And I feel like there's not a whole lot out there with that kind of information. So Ophi and I have had a, a professional relationship for a couple of years now. And when I heard that she was doing a show called Cosmic Love on Amazon Prime, I was super psyched. I don't watch a lot of TV because I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. So anytime I'm watching TV, it's like Disney Junior or something like that. <laughs> So this was my excuse to turn on the television and watch my friends, the Astro Twins. And I've just been watching their social media closely. And of course, somehow you came up. I saw that you were celebrating the premiere. And that's where my journey began to contact you because I was like, holy crap. She was working with the Astro Twins and she's from Chicago. Let's talk to a local. Let's talk to a local and I want to know from you, because you're actually in the show, you were a cast member. I know the premise of the show, but maybe could you let the listeners know what's the premise of Cosmic Love? And then from your perspective, you know, how was the experience of getting cast there? 
So Cosmic Love is the first ever, ever social dating experiment where it's an astrology-based dating show that is really providing the ultimate test of your compatibility within astrology and if you can lead you to your soulmate. So the show starts with four elements leading the earth, air, fire, and water. And then there are 16 singles for matched with each element. And you go through the journey over about a five-week period of seeing the experiment of how people mesh with the people they're matched with, or maybe mesh with people they're not matched with. And just kind of like that nature versus nurture, which naturally happens. Um, and you have to kind of figure out who's matched with who it's not all revealed right away. And there's some really fun dates that are all based on the elements. And it really goes deep within the chart where being a cast member as well, I, I already, I came in with a lot of knowledge already, but we were able to learn from the Astro Twins ourselves while we were there and really just gain so much of a deep understanding of ourselves that you really grew in a way that you wouldn't normally. And as someone that loves astrology, is a hopeless romantic, loves love, was very ready to meet someone. It was just like the perfect time and opportunity for me that I was like in disbelief that this existed and I got to be on it. And I was like, this is why so many things kind of happened the way they did to like leave me ready and available for this. Um, so yeah, it was really unique and, and like very fun and interesting. And honestly, I had such a positive experience and I can definitely share how it kind of came into my world. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hear it. And just as like a fun fact, like, cause you know, it's like, you have your experience. And then from my perspective, I just wanted to share like Ophi from the Astro Twins was the first astrologer to ever read my chart. So she introduced wow. me to what it means to have a South node and a North node. Like I had no idea what that meant. And she told me what my Venus sign was. All of those things were like eye-opening to me. And I know you just said like, they really looked deep into the chart. So you were able, she probably identified all of that for you. And I remember I was actually working with Ophi on our course Feng Shui for Families right before she went to Malibu. And it was like top secret assignment. She's like, don't, she's like, I don't know if I told you this, but don't say anything about the show because I'm not supposed to let anyone know we're working on it. But it was so cool because her and her sister live in different states and she got to fly from New York to Malibu to be with her sister, who's normally on the West Coast. And um, that's all I knew about it. But now I want to hear from your perspective. You know, you said she read your chart. Like, how did this come about? Like, did she? And okay, listeners have to also know this. I watched the first episode because I didn't realize that they released Amazon Prime Video released all the episodes at once. So you could sit down and binge watch it. So I won't do any spoiler alerts because I didn't see the whole thing. All I saw was the season premiere. And of course, I'm going to watch the whole thing. But I'm just curious, maybe this is in the show or maybe this is more like a behind the scenes of what they did to talk. Like, did they do more behind the scenes work to read your chart and stuff? Like, yeah, they well, okay. they filmed it, but that didn't get put into the final cut. Um, okay, let's so, hear about your experience. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, it's really funny. I had been like almost cast for like multiple shows before. And when we were on the show, the other cast members and I realized that they also had been too, where like half of us had almost been on the same shows before. Like it was very weird. Um, but there's this weird thing that like, if you're on, like, if you're kind of like, if you've auditioned for a reality show before, been reached out to, but for a reality show before, like you're in kind of like this database, I guess. Um, and I had this show reach out to me like April, 2021. That was like, basically like a, 
the challenge meets like fear factor meets like, like it was just like this crazy adventure show that was like filming for three months in Australia. And I was like, bring me to Australia. But to be honest, I don't think I could handle the uh, ropes that go into this like show. I think they saw my Instagram were like, she's into fitness. And I was like, not like that. So <laughs> what ended up happening was it was actually right after the eclipses um, in June of 2021, I did like this huge release ritual and manifest like was manifesting like huge shifts and like abundance and new opportunities coming in that were the right fit. And a week later, um, the show, like a producer had reached out about Cosmic Love. It was called Love in the Stars at the time, um, or like that was like the working title they told us it was. And they were like, are you single? And would you be interested in this? And I was like, are you literally kidding me? Like, this is like, I was like, yes. So I had immediately had a phone call. And then like two days later, had a Zoom call with the producer um, or a casting producer. And then like later that week had calls with like the like actual producers. And then it just like, boom, boom, boom. After that, there were so many steps, so much paperwork, so many interviews. Um, And they really just wanted to know like what my dating life was like and like what my interest in astrology was. And like, I am like admittedly like the type of girl that will like somehow like every time I talk to a guy, astrology comes up, especially now, like they'll ask me. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't have to like ask, you now. like, you just want to like know things. Um, great. Um, but I was like, they're going to do the work for me. Like, I don't have to like, you know, be that girl that people are like, mom, what time was I born? And she's like, run, um, which I'm always trying to break the stigma of that anyways. But, um, (laughs) it was just like, so like the perfect timing. Um, I was like, really ready to like put myself back out there for dating again. And I was just like, I was overthinking every step of the process as, especially as a Virgo, I do like, I'm such a perfectionist, but I just had a feeling I was like, this is too perfect that if I don't get cast, like I would be genuinely like not only really disappointed and upset, but like, I would be surprised. So I just kept putting it out there and manifesting like this has to work out. I just feel it. Um, and I, they reached out in June. I found out in September that I was cast and then in October that we were filming. So it was a very, very long process. I think I was on the first half of like the people that they had reached out to. But the crazy thing is that when they casted us, they were like, not only did we need to sift through people and like make sure they had obviously like the personality and like, you know, the right state of mind and all of these things to be like equipped to be cast on a show, but like you also had to have compatibility. So there's probably some really great people that just didn't make the cut because they didn't have, literally they weren't born at the right time. Like they weren't, you know, mm-hmm. and that never happens. So like the, the honestly the casting process I'd imagined for them was like so much more deliberate and like detailed than any other show. Mm-hmm. And they were like the fact, they literally said this to us. They were like the fact that you were cast proves how meant you are to like be here like we were all very much handpicked to be there because it was like in our charts um and I am really good friends with an astrologer her name is Lauren O'Connell she's a modern astrologer on Instagram and I have in my chart I have um like my Venus is in like my house of career so it's like very like it wouldn't be surprising if my if I met someone through career and like had a relationship in the public eye so, and like, she was like, you're going to be perceived well because of this placement, like all of these things that I was just like, like, she always saw me being on a reality show, her and my friend that's a medium revealing soul, like for years have been like, it's happening. We don't know like necessarily when, but like, it was just like, literally like not to be cheesy and like given to the show, but like it was written in the stars, like is what it felt like. So I had like a month to prepare before I left. Um, and 
when we got there, they had told us before that we were going to either have one match or multiple matches, but we didn't know about the elements at all. Um, and I found out recently that the people that were the elements found out literally when we were all quarantined in the hotel too. So they didn't find out until like a, a day or two before we started filming either. So it was all very like, that's the crazy thing about season ones of a show. Like no one knows anything, which leads to the mess, which leads to the greatness of a reality show, obviously. Um, but we were all like, wait, what? <laughs> like, we like, and it made sense. Like when I was theorizing what the show format could be, my, like I had thought about the fact that there was probably going to be like, or could be elements, but they never said anything. So I was like, oh, like maybe it's more of like a free for all. We have to figure out our matches. We have more than one. It's kind of like, are you the one, which is like the show on MTV, um, like kind of like mix and match. And I was like waiting for a twist, like this whole time where they were like, no, you have like multiple matches. Like, we lied. Like, I don't know. I was just like waiting for all of these things to happen. Um, but essentially when we were there, the elements were getting guidance from the astro chamber, which is the coolest room ever. I had the pleasure of being able to go into it at one point, which I won't give anything away. But when I was in there, I was like, can I like have a sleepover in here? Like, this is the coolest room ever. And I actually had someone DM me asking me if it was like CGI. And I was like, no, that was real. Like it was completely real. Um, and that Astro Chamber is giving the advice from the Astro Twins who are like in the ear at the time. And then Chris Summer, who's a really well-known voice actor is the one doing the voiceovers, giving the advice and the narrations throughout the entire show. So that was really cool. And then as singles, which is what the 16 of us were called, were given like horoscopes, like every other day or so that they broke down different parts of our charts. And it wasn't just like, like, obviously, okay, so my Mercury is in Leo. You could describe that 10 different ways, but they would like choose the way to describe it that made sense for what we were going through in the house because obviously they were also like kind of watching from the outside. So they were giving us advice that was like calling us out on our bullshit, basically. And they like in the show, you'll hear it, especially in episode one. Um, but also when I was there, they were like, stop taking on projects. <laughs> like they like gave me that advice and they were just like, the things that they chose to explain, like my Mars and Gemini, they were like stimulating conversation is your number one aphrodisiac, like, like things like that, that are just like really, were really interesting and were good takeaways for me to understand myself. And then once I knew my match and I got matched, it was like, oh, like that's why we work. So it was just very validating on an individual level. And then also as a couple, like compatibility level. Okay. So you said that the astro chamber, you actually had the astro twins in your ear. Like, I want to know, I didn't see them, the astro twins in the first episode. They're not in it. Are you allowed to like, okay, so they don't actually show up, but they're like, were they on set the whole time though, working with you? And like, when you said reading your charts, like, was that on camera or off camera when they would actually read your chart and like, give you advice of what you're going through in that moment? So we basically got, it was like similar advice to what the elements got from the chamber, just given in a more like, like in a smaller scale format. So we basically just went into the Venus vault was the room that we went into and the horoscopes and stuff were written on an iPad and we just had to read it out loud and we were being filmed as we read it. And when we were being filmed as we read it, I was thinking like, oh, they're going to use these as they focus on each of us and our storylines to kind of like add some backstory about who we are. But there just was never, I think, like a place for it. Like, honestly, I think that the show, like I would love behind the scenes footage. I would love like two more episodes. Um, there's so many like introductions and things for the singles that like, unfortunately weren't included. But 
that was something they had clearly put together, but we didn't, it wasn't, we didn't hear anything from them. Like we didn't know, I didn't know for sure it was them until I actually heard them in my ear. And I like, I mean, I had my theories because I saw that they posted the casting listing like months before when I was going through the process and I did my sleuthing, but I didn't know it was for sure them until I heard them in my ear and knowing as a huge long time fan and follower, I knew it was them. Um, so we were basically just, I mean, it was a great way for us to, to like, we would go into the Venus vault. We would come back upstairs. We were like basically hanging by the day beds every day. As if we we're on Love Island, it was amazing. And <laughs> we would come upstairs and we'd be like, oh my God, this is what we like. We all would learn our self nodes and stuff the same day. So people were telling us like what their past lives were and all of this stuff. And we would all be talking about it and like learning together. And like, we had a couple people on the show that were super knowledgeable. My friend Danae is um, a certified astrologer as well. And like, people would always be like, Danae, what do you think this means? Like, blah, blah, blah. So we like learned a lot from each other and then learned a lot about each other by sharing all of that. And it's really cool too, because not only were we like kind of handpicked to be there, but because we all have these very specific charts, we knew that we had compatibility amongst ourselves as friends too. And there was a very special bond, especially if you think about like the four women that were all matched with like the one sign and then the other, it's like, we all clearly have similar charts. We're compatible with the same person. And there's something really cool about that, that like, we really tried to embrace like, and we would like call ourselves sister wives, um, even more than like feeling competitive. Like the females in the house were not competitive with each other at all. Like we were, we got along so well because we were like, how cool is this, that this is where we are, um, And we were chosen to be here and we have like this, this, and this like placement in common. Like we think the same way we believe in the same things. Like we all loved angel numbers. And like, it was just like, I was like, I'm with my people. Like, it was just really, really cool. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love how you really left the show. All of you left the show with a deeper understanding of yourself. Exactly. And that's so awesome. The skeptics, like, especially some of the guys on the first like night were like, I don't really believe in this, like blah, blah, blah. And we were like, don't try to like use it as a, like, oh, you're being like forced into this relationship because you're compatible, but more so as like understanding yourself and then knowing those traits about yourself, how that can work with someone else. And that's how I've always been. Like people ask me all the time now too. They're like, so would you not date someone that's not compatible with you? And I'm like, well, but why wouldn't I? Like, it's just more of like a tool, like a map, a roadmap to be like, here's what will feel more difficult um, and what will feel more fluid and natural. Um, and kind of like, it gives you an awareness, like what you need to work on, like where you need to compromise. So I went into the show, like actually not super, like I need to be with my perfect match, which sounds so crazy. Like being a Virgo, you think I would need to be perfect, but I, my kind of, my journey was kind of like, I'm ready for love and like, whatever that looks like, like, let me find out, but also let me find out what it feels like to be with someone that's a good match for me energetically, because I did have a past pattern of going after guys that weren't great for me. Like I had mm-hmm. been in two like, relationships with like way more like of like controlling partners. And I was like, what does it feel like to be with someone that grounds me and calms me? And like, is a match for me energetically in that way. And is a hype man. And is all these things that I want but because they're like energetically aligned and astrologically aligned. So I wanted to learn and grow from that experience by really just admiring and like, or not admiring, but like acknowledging and having that recognition of how I felt throughout the process. Because when also you disconnected from your phone and outside opinions and judgments and pressure that you can really tune in and like acknowledge those feelings in real time. So that was the beauty of it too. 
That's, yeah, that is an expansive experience, especially considering you're coming from being a social media influencer to going off of the grid for a while, putting that phone down because you can't share any of this real time because it's on lockdown by Amazon Prime video (laughs) and all the producers. Um, It's really interesting because you know, I'm almost 38 years old. So we kind of talked about how we do have a little bit of an age difference. And like, I, and my husband is seven years older than me. And so you actually kind of got to meet him, Morgan, because I was having, thank you, Mercury retrograde at the time of this filming. It's still retrograde. I had some technical difficulties. So my husband had to jump in here and help me with the computer. And when I met him, I was 23 years old And I, like I told you, Ophi was the one who introduced me to my full chart. Cause other than that, I only knew about my sun sign until about 2020. So when I first met my husband, I knew he was a Virgo and I was a Libra, but that's the only thing I really knew. And what I like about what you just said is you said like, you would like to know somebody's chart, but you wouldn't necessarily not go out with them because of their chart. Is that what you just said? Like, cause yeah. I, I love how you see it as a tool to understand the challenges that you might have together, but it's not like, you know, it's not like a not major break necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, honestly, I mean, going into this experience, I was like, how fucking cool is it to like, actually meet your perfect match like who can say that they've like met someone that's astrologically perfect for them but the reason it was an experiment and such like a good learning one at that was the concept that like there's so many other things that go into it like you can be perfectly astrologically matched with someone but you could live in different cities and the distance and communication doesn't work or you could be just like you know, have different values. It's, you know, it's really, like I said, kind of before, like a nature versus nurture. And there's things in the real world outside of your astrological chart that might not mesh, even though the way your planet's line does. So I just went in as open-minded as possible, like really excited to be like, who is my perfect match? Like, this is like, so cool. Like that, like, who else can say that this they've experienced this or had this opportunity to meet someone astrologically like like and when they go which you'll see when you keep watching especially towards like episodes like seven I think is the episode they really break down for like a lot of the matches it is so in-depth it was like fifth house placements and eighth house placements and like moon signs and mercury it was like really like as they go through our charts they go through especially following the elements where the matches are and like why they're that way And like me and my match, we were like expansive for each other um, and like would help each other grow. And it was all based on like adventure and success and like sexy compatibility. So it was activating like career and like travel and like house of marriage and like all of these different things that we got broken down. And it was like, okay, like I know when I, like I have knowledge enough that I can like look at something and be like, oh, I think like we're compatible. I'll still like consult my (laughs) friends that are way more knowledgeable but this was like in so many different areas that we were a match that it was like, that is crazy. Like, that's actually really cool. Oh and- my gosh. Now I have to have Ophi back on this show to be like, <laughs> Ophi, how the hell did you guys do that? Because I mean, it doesn't surprise me. They're so good at what they do, but it's like, they really took the time to read a hundred charts and then narrow it down to the four elements that you talked about, the four contestants that represent air, fire, earth, and water, and Mm -hmm. then to choose the 16 others. But they looked at before, before it was narrowed down to 20 participants, they had a hundred charts that they were given and that they had to look at all the different houses. So I cannot wait to watch now. And I can't wait to see those 
just the contestants that are perfectly matched together. I can't wait to see it. It's been That's going to be like, amazing on TikTok and stuff. There's a lot. I mean, astrology TikTok is huge. And I feel like it could honestly, like, I wish it would blow up even more because like, I feel like people in the astrology world, especially go crazy, like kind of like testing and toying and trying to figure it out. Cause if you pause the screen, you can see our charts projected onto the astro chamber, like on the crystal ball. But there's people on TikTok that are like, this is why Morgan's matched with this person. And this is this other person's match. And like, like literally doing the science behind breaking it down and like validating all of it, which is like, obviously we knew is extremely valid and real, but it's been fun for people that are knowledgeable in this space to like figure it out for themselves, kind of like a puzzle and just share once again, especially because on the show, they like, you know, they share certain things. There's like way more layers to it than even that. And then like on TikTok, these people are like breaking it down, like the Juno placements and all these things that I don't even really know that much about. And it's like, wow, yeah, it really did go that in depth. And that's really cool. Um, But yeah, I mean, I've known who I'm most compatible with for a lot of years. And I mean, my, one of my like past relationships and I, I would say that astrologically we were very compatible, but like in terms of where we were in our lives, we weren't. So I think that like, I've learned that like, okay, like, don't get so stuck on like a person like and their chart if it's just not ultimately like in the cards but obviously like I said I think it's one really it's fun it's a great way to get to know each other too like outside of understanding like where you can work on things and compromise and all of that it's really fun to like understand someone more and like I I'm a big all the Scorpio places in my chart like I love a heart to heart I love the witty banter and like stimulating conversation intellectual conversation from all my Gemini placements and I love this the depth and the heart to hearts from the Scorpio and when someone opens up to me and like shares you know like in-depth or intimate parts of their lives including like if we go into the astrology aspect like I feel like I'm getting to understand them better and that like me getting to know them and understanding them like in itself is like part of the puzzle. So I think that it's a great way to get to know yourself, but also get to know your partners, your friends, your colleagues, whatever it might be. Um, so I think that it's like, and people just need to view it that way. And whoever like the skeptics are, I think that once you get your chart read and you're like, everyone loves to learn about, hear about themselves. Like everyone, it's like, a, mm-hmm. you know, Myers-Briggs and uh, Enneagrams and all of those tests. Like we all love to know more about ourselves and mm-hmm. like, get the kind of that validation. And that's exactly what astrology gave to me. And as soon as I got my chart read and heard all of that, I was like, I'm sold. I'm, I understand. I'm like bought into this. I think it's amazing. I think it's fun. Um, and I think it can really like help you in so many ways in so many different areas of your life. So I've always been a believer, especially in the more recent years. And yeah, when the show popped into my life at the time that it did, I was like, couldn't ask for a more perfectly aligned scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I like happened to be single at the same time, like, I think that if I was in a relationship when the show came out, obviously I would have been happy to like be in a relationship because I went on the show looking for love, but I would have been like, I can't believe I missed this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So it really was just like very timely. Perfect timing. And you're, you know, I have a Scorpio South node and my Venus is in Scorpio, which doesn't just represent romantic relationships, but like you were saying, like Venus is just like how you relate even in your friendship. So you're speaking my language here. I think it comes naturally to me to be curious about astrology. And I'm actually really surprised that this was the first reality dating show that involves the charts. And I think we're, it just is a sign of the times and that we're ready to move into 
into this as a no, the new normal <laughs> talking about our charts and things like that. So yeah. I think it's great. And I think everyone listening needs to go listen to cosmic or not listen, go watch cosmic love on Amazon prime video and follow Morgan Raphael. It, it's, it used to be bun undone, but you changed the handle to yeah. Morgan Raphael, mm-hmm. follow her and you'll get to see some of the awesome highlights, especially if, you know, you're just getting curious after hearing her talk about everything. Um, before we wrap up and obviously if there's anything else you want to say about cosmic love, let me know. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that you used to live in a different location in the city, and now you just moved into a new place and you've been very vulnerable online sharing your journey and what it meant to say goodbye to your old home and move into a new space. So I would love to know, like, how long did you live in your old place and How's it going? Like, how is this move really um, signifying a new chapter in your life? So I'm a huge like proponent of like, just the idea that your environment can shift so much for you. Um, I'm a big believer. One of the pillars in self-care society and things that I lead is about environmental self-care, meaning like your space, all the places you live, work and play in, meaning virtual and digital, but also physical in your home. And I'm just like, I'm a homebody. I'm an extrovert, but I'm a homebody. And I love comfort and cozy and feeling welcomed and like good energy in the home. And that's why I know you and I were talking before we started recording. Like I'm, I'm new to feng shui, but I just, I love it. I believe in it. I think it makes such a difference. And really just like, you feel the energy in someone's home, like that is feng shui. And I think that like using that to your advantage is really big. So I moved to Chicago, it'll be seven years ago in a couple of weeks, which is really wild. Um, it was the fall after I graduated college and I'm from the East coast. Originally I'm from New Jersey. I went to Penn state and Chicago has just always been like, it's so funny because this whole last year I was like, do I want to like leave the city? Like I was very much contemplating it. I just feel like, you know, before the show came out and all these things, I just had so many unknowns up in the air, what things would look like, who I'd meet, like what, you know, opportunities would come across. Like I just had no idea. So I was just kind of open to see where life took me, but I knew that no matter what, it was just time for change. So I moved into the last building I was in end of February, 2019. Um, I was in a three and a half year relationship, had a breakup um, that I chose to leave. And like, we had lived together and it was just a lot of overlap, a lot of like, it was very much like, for me, I felt like I had like emotionally kind of been out of that relationship for a while, but like the entanglements that we had made that move a lot more challenging. And like how to live in this city that is still somewhat new to me at that time. It was only a few years that I had been here, how to like live there alone and like understand what living by myself and living alone in the city would feel like and what would it, it would like mean for me. So moved into a studio in this apartment. My mom came into town and helped me. And it was like very much like my beginning of that chapter of like me finding myself and who I am. And that's when I really dive, like was starting to dive into pulling daily Oracle cards and like getting really into astrology and journaling and cooking and meditating and like doing all of these mindfulness practices. And that was how self-care society was established was all of the things I was doing in that like six plus month period that really helped me identify myself as a person and grow and how I realized all of those different things that you may not classify as self-care actually are self-care mm-hmm. um, and really helped me find the self-awareness that led to acceptance that led to self-love, um, which is obviously an ever going journey. So I was in that apartment from that point forward. Um, and 
I was in there. Like I just, I went through so much change in the last three and a half years. I had a whole nother relationship that obviously ended. Um, and I had moved from the studio into the one bedroom, but I just felt like that apartment was like where I needed to be at that time. And it was time to like, I, I just turned 30 new decade, kind of like in this new era, like after I had this, like had cosmic love and all of these other things happen, it just felt like time to like kind of grow with my space in the sense of like grow into a, a new space. And it's funny, I'm using that word because my new place is currently smaller than my last one was, but um, obviously logistically the building that I was in before um, I moved into the one bedroom from the studio when COVID pricing was great. And then it went skyrocketed and just mm. didn't make sense. But I also, I'm just like, I don't think that I realized until I was moving out how much energy, like stagnant energy, but past like almost like trauma energy was like stuck mm. in that space and then stuck to me. And it was funny. It was like the full moon when I was moving and I was crying like all week. And it was like, all of these things were resurfacing that I was like, I've been healed from this for like a year and a half. Like, why is it like coming up now? Um, and I just let myself move through it and feel through it and like acknowledge how much that space like had meant to me and was like, you know, a protector for me and, you know, provided me safety during a time that I like mentally and emotionally really needed it. How it's like, I don't need you anymore. Like I'm ready to kind of like begin again. So even though I moved just like literally like down the other side of downtown Chicago, like not really that far, isn't anything drastic. It felt like really monumental to me because I had never, it was only the second time I've moved on my own. Um, and this time, like my mom didn't come into town. Like I really did just like fully move on my own, but it felt like the final stage of like closing that past like book. Um, mm. And I didn't realize like, it's, and that's like, I think why feng shui is so important too. It's like, you don't realize what's still attached to certain energy. And it's like, I'm like, like, I was like, I am so like far past this. Like, why is this space making me feel like I'm still like stuck in this? Um, and that goes for so many different things and moving into the new space, the energy I feel in here is like a complete 180. Um, and like, I just, I mean, and like I said, it, it's smaller, but it's fresh. No one's lived here before. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's funny. Cause I was looking at the like different floors and where I wanted to be. And I was originally looking at the floor above where I am. And then that unit got taken. And then I came to look at the one, the floor below, which is where I am now. And I was like, is the view going to be more obstructed? Am I not going to like, like it as much? And my friend that I mentioned, my friend Lauren was like, that equals a one, like it's a one numerology. So it's literally new, new beginning. beginning. Mm -hmm. So and good for career. <laughs> yeah. So I came into this apartment to look at it. And it's funny because I looked at like the one of like the floor above or a couple floors above or whatever it was. This one felt better. I was like, this is it. This is the new beginnings. This is the energy I want to be in, in this chapter. Um, so I'm kind of just embracing and welcoming that. And like, really like I have this it's funny I felt so stuck in the last place too and I loved the apartment like physically like the windows and how I like it was laid out and I brought all the same furniture with me in here and like it honestly in a weird way I feel like it looks better in here because it was like almost like too much like open space odd shaped like walls and stuff in the last apartment I prefer like a warm cozy inviting like feeling especially when it's just me and I just feel, I feel different and it's crazy. And I think that that just validates in itself how important energy in your home is, especially as we all like work from home and stuff. It's like, how can you make it feel like a space that's going to inspire you creatively and allow you to be your most productive. 
And I felt very stuck in my last place and like cried to, I have a manager who helps me with a partnership. She's also my best friend. I cried to her. I was like, I don't know what to do. I feel really lost career wise. I feel like I've been doing this for a really long time and like, I don't know what's next. And then it was kind of like, I just moved and I got excited to create again. Um, mm-hmm. And that's normal. I'm going to get in lulls again. That's normal. So I'm not saying like, oh, I moved and I fixed it, but I just feel inspired professionally and personally in a lot of ways, just, you know, following change. And, and it's funny because getting back into astrology, I'm a Sag North node. My Virgo is my um, sun sign. My Virgo's in Sagittarius house and my whole first house is Sag. So I have a lot, I, I, I need change. I need adventure. Um, and I'm also life path five, which is all about like, like the untraditional and stuff. So it's funny. I never realized how much of that I have. I think that's like, I feel like a spicy Virgo sometimes. So I'm like, I live life, life on the edge as a Virgo. I'm not like as like routine and regimented. And sometimes I resent myself for that. But when it comes to change and, and things like that, like this is what I need. And this is what does inspire me and helps with my growth. So that's a long-winded way of saying that, yes, I moved um, and I'm really happy and excited for what it's going to bring. It was a gorgeous answer. And I love that you're talking about numerology because this week's episode that's out at the time of this recording is Felicia Bender, a numerologist. So I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I literally, I sent everyone in self-care society recently. I posted in our little membership platform. I was like, does everyone know like their life path numbers? I think it's so interesting or like personal year numbers. Um, I'm entering, I just entered an eight year, which I'm so excited about. That's a wonderful. I'm in my sixth year. And then next year, my seven year, I'm like, really, do I have to go through this Felicia? Cause that's a very spiritual year where you're like, ah, you're, you're just getting out of your seven year. That is what you're saying. Yeah. I, it's funny because my seven year and the end of my Saturn return are overlapped, which feels appropriate. Um, and I feel like I was in the weeds for a few years with both of those kind of feelings. And now I'm like, I'm out of it. I'm ready for fun. I'm ready for like abundance and change and like love and all of these things. So, um, I think that it's kind of funny how things align and it just like makes sense. And the year that I moved originally after that breakup, I was in a five year. So I was in a year of change, a year of um, change. It probably feels so much lighter now. Um, and I want to comment because did you notice when you saw my husband, did you notice his Eagles hat? Yeah. Yeah. So he's from outside of Philadelphia. That's where he grew up. Um, while missing Pennsylvania, where Taylor Swift grew up. That's literally where my, um, cousins are from. Oh my gosh. Do they know Taylor? No. uh, Well, I, or no, they're from Wissahickon similar. Okay. Yeah. Close, but not (laughs) quite. I'm just telling you, my husband taught Taylor Swift how to swim. Like literally he was 16 and she was four years old. And then her family moved to Nashville when she was like 10. Um, So it's just kind of funny. Like there's like a couple of famous people from Wild Missing and it's not a huge town. It's a really small town, but we go to um, Ocean City, New Jersey for Mm -hmm. our annual beach vacation and my sister-in-law has a house there and then we rent a house um, as well so then like the whole family can hang out there so you said that and I was like oh my god we have that connection and I would say three of my in-laws all went to Penn State so I've actually never been but I was like wow you've got all this overlap with being from the east coast and then my husband moved to Chicago from the east coast in like 2010. So yeah, he definitely understands the journey of what it, what it's like to like pick up and move to a major city. And 
you know, to your point about feeling like you're, you want a cozy home. I know that's how you described it. I just feel, you know, I discovered feng shui when I lived in the South loop of Chicago and I can kind of tell you have like these big floor to ceiling windows and beautiful light coming into your home. And that was very similar to what I was living in when I lived in the South loop. And when I discovered feng shui, it really helped me because I felt like I could create a sanctuary at home and it's what I needed because there's so much high energy in the city. It's like buzzing, right? There's so much going on. And so it's so nice to be able to come home to a space that really nourishes you and feeds your soul. So I just think it's awesome that you're aware of how important your space is. Yeah. And that's why I, um, I made a candle. I did a candle collaboration with this one company floors lane and it's like my undone candle and it's Palo Santo cedar and white rose. Cause I love those scents and how grounding they are. And like, I don't, it's, it's a weird compliment, but like, or a weird comment to make, but I love when people say like, you smell so good or like when you're home and then like the same thing for your home, like your home smells so good. And like, feel it like or like your home feels so good, like energetically. So I was like, I wanted to like kind of combine those things and like, have this candle. Cause I, I just love, like, I was telling you before, like if I were to ever shift career paths, like I would love to, I mean, I need to get better, better at dimensions and measuring things, but I would like really enjoy doing interior design. It's like, a, honestly, if I had unlimited funds, I would be like decorating homes for like fun. Um, so <laughs> like maybe someday we're going to manifest that that could be like a future side hustle career thing. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's so important to have that grounding energy and I don't know how much, you know, human design too. I don't know as much, but my ideal environment is mountains. Mm. Um, so me having a view is very important. Um, Ooh. and I, and like, I have a couple of friends that also do a lot of human design. So that's where I learned that from. I don't know like much else about it, but, um, or no, I shouldn't say, I know a decent amount, but not nearly as much. As it, so as what like, are you, you know, I'm a projector. So I'm a generator okay. um, and I'm a six, two generator. So I'm a hermit. And so I need, like, it's funny, I'm very much an extrovert, but I need, I recharge alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to like go through emotional waves before I react. And like, so my home is very much my safe space. And it's so funny. I was like, I feel like I became more of an introvert and like really tapped into this hermit vibe, especially during COVID. And then when I was on the show, I never craved being alone. And I was like, okay, I'm an extrovert. (laughs) Um, but when I got home, of course I like spent like weeks needing to recharge to like process everything. But I think I love being in the city too, because it's like, I have my hermit sanctuary here. And then I have the energy of like the buzz of the people. Like, it's like same reason why I would like working at a coffee shop. I'm working alone, but I feel the energy Mm -hmm. of people or workout classes. Like I like need that like energy around me. So it's really interesting how all of the kind of modalities tie together. Um, And always very much like validate the energy that like you need in your space. Oh, I love it. And oh my God, I just looked at the clock. I'm like, oh my God, we just could keep going. I I don't want to stop this conversation by any means, but it's just so fun talking with you because, you know, I, my show is called Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger, but I jokingly say like, I need to change the name because everything you just said truly encompasses, like I have someone coming on to talk about human design, astrology, all those things, because it all connects. Mm -hmm. And you even mentioned numerology in this conversation. And it's just so interesting how it all connects and it all just helps you to understand yourself better. And 
it's just, it's awesome. Um, you mentioned interior design. I, if you don't know, I worked with Allison Victoria from Windy City Rehab and- I saw that. That is so cool. Yes. I freaking love all of her properties. I've, you know, had the pleasure of going into a few of her properties because we are local to Chicago. So it's so accessible and easy to see. But what she had me do was a very involved space clearing for one of her properties in season two. And all I just wanted to say to you is if you ever, what I'll do is like, I can email you this. It's a really quick little email, but I noticed you posted a picture yesterday or the other day and you had Sage in mm -hmm. the picture. And immediately as you're talking and you're talking about generating shifts and clearing energy, you don't have any predecessor chi or predecessor energy in your space because no one's lived there. Right. Um, there might just be energy because of the workers or people who were just like working on the home because it's right. new. Um, but one thing I would recommend, and this is for my listeners too, is if you ever really want to shift the energy, you can do something called uh, the nine star walk. So you would walk through in a specific order through the nine areas of the Bagua with your sage, open up the windows, and it's just going to generate, it's going to be like a very powerful cleansing at the time of this recording. It's the new moon and it's a great time to set your intention for manifestation. So it would be an auspicious time to really go through and really clear the energy with intention. You mentioned that you have a, um, you know, a candle with that rose scent and roses. I don't know if you know this, but for the listeners, roses are the highest vibration energy. And you, I mean, is that yeah. why, is that why like rose quartz is like named the way it is too, or does that have no correlation? I don't, you know, I don't know, but what I do know is that you, for a long time, I would only burn sage or Palo Santo, but you can actually burn lots of different materials. So you can go on Etsy and you can get a bundle that actually has dried rose petals in it to yeah. really clear the energy. Basil, if you burn basil, cinnamon, um, rosemary, those are going to help really to make space for money energy too. So there's lots that you can do, but I, um, I just, I had so much fun talking with you and your space looks lovely. Ignore um, the boxes in the back. They're like the random knickknacks that are like the last things to go away. I'm like, I don't know what to do with them, but there, there will be a time that they're no longer in my way. Yeah, but... no, you're doing great. It's so fun to watch <laughs> you, you blossom and grow and you know, one last thing that came to mind as you were talking is, you know, I know a lot about numerology as well. And I love knowing my house number. And I also like to connect it with feng shui. In feng shui, there's nine areas of life and each area is connected to a number. And the number one in feng shui is connected to the career area. So this is a great space for you. You talked about your first house, being an entrepreneur, having those fire energy, that fire energy in the first house. So I hope that this house really is the space where you just find your creativity, you find your power. We need more strong female entrepreneurs just like you. So I'm really excited for what the future holds for you. And I'm really grateful that you were able to, to join us today. Thank you so much, Christina. I'm sure we'll be talking lots more after this because there's just so much that we have in common and overlapping. And I would definitely be very interested to hear more like from my perspective too, of how like the Astro Twins casted and everything else, if you end up getting them on. Um, but no, this was so much fun. And I will definitely, I'm sure I'll be asking you random questions and advice and things like that around the corner as well. So I'm really glad that we're connected now. Perfect. Well, thanks for being here and listeners. I'll see you next week where I'll help you design the life you deserve.
Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.